Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. No, I, want, I do want to greet everybody that's here. Thank you for coming out, spending your Sunday with us here at Faith City. Everybody that's watching online, uh, we love each and every one of you. Um, thank you so much for and being an encouragement. Amen. Not just to yourselves, to everybody that's here, but keeping that smiling face and everybody that you come in contact throughout the week, we're constantly encouraging them. Amen. How, isn't it nice to be the person that's overflowing instead of the person that's underflowing and constantly needing recharge? I mean, we do, we do go through different times in our lives where that recharge is necessary and we feel run down and but man, when I, when I got out of the legalism of works and I felt like jumping through the hoops that I didn't have to do that anymore, I could just be me and just love people and go after Jesus, it really seemed like it freed a part of my life to be more of an overflowing person instead of that person that needed a recharge every week. Are you feeling me? We're going to continue our movie series today, but before we do that, would you help us in receiving our offering? If you don't have an envelope, you can grab an envelope. There is a bucket in the back for everybody that's here. If you're watching online, you can give at facecity.tv and go to the Give button. We are the Michigan campus, the frozen chosen. Isn't that right? Man, you know what? Sometimes the heat seems to be a little unbearable, but then I remember that I don't have to shovel heat, and I seem to relax a little bit, and I'm like, okay, I can do this. It's okay. Let's just go to the beach. No, it's great, but I do want to thank you. Uh, It's exciting for me to be here at the same time that my pastors aren't here. I think I can count on one hand uh, that I've preached while Pastor and Pastor Kristen were, were not here. But uh, it definitely is an honor to stand before you, and hopefully you're able to get that one nugget that I'm hoping will either change your life or impart something into you that gets you excited about your life, about loving others, about God loving you so that you can love others. However it happens, I hope there's one nugget that you get today, and that's my goal is to give you one thing. So hopefully for out of the next two hours and 53 minutes, you will receive something. Lock my iPad here. I'm excited to continue the movie series. Uh, I am a movie buff. I'm going to give you certain clues about the movie that we are doing today because I was on vacation last week, unable to let the cat out of the bag and let you know which movie I was doing so that you could pre-watch it this last week. I really don't know how many of you have watched this movie. The last movie I did was The Matrix. I realized it was rated R. Uh, some of you don't do rated R movies, which is totally okay and cool. I've watched that movie way too many times, that movie. Uh, I really like it, the ins and outs of it. But this movie is the total opposite of the last movie. Uh, I really have to be in a mood to sit down and watch some knee-slapping comedy that most of the time for me it turns into cheese ball-ness. 
Is that a word? Cheese ballness? We're going to make it a word because sometimes I struggle and I'm like, man, I just can't do it. I can't laugh at these dumb jokes. I'm turning it off. And for me to turn a movie off, ask my wife, it's a big deal. I just shut it off. I'm like, that's it. I'm not in that mood yet. Um, but no, we go through Elf every Christmas and, you know, it's a struggle sometimes, but the kids love it. And I'm like, oh, but no, it is. So this is my first clue for you today. My first clue. And if the kids were here, that new dragon movie, what's that called? Yeah, Raya and the Lost Dragon. Lost Dragons? Last Dragon, sorry. They do this to represent the unity of all five tribes. Is anybody picking up on what I'm laying down? So the unity on all five tribes where we can all come together as a people but this is not the movie that I'm speaking of, okay? Obviously, this is a circle. It's a circle. My second clue, and it might give it away. If you know what it is, don't blurt it out yet. But here's my clue. If you haven't watched this movie, you will not get this. If you have saw the movie, I'm watching you. And I know you'll get this. All right, let's bust into the Bible into my first verse is Luke 16, 10. Will you pray with me this morning? Holy Spirit, thank you for being with us because we are here, you are here. Jesus, I thank you for imparting your goodness into our lives, for blessing our pastors as they're on vacation. Let them get recharged. Let them love on their family and enjoy their time and let us while we're here be able to enjoy each other in the presence of enjoying you while you enjoy us. Thank you so much. Let everyone receive one nugget, maybe two, maybe one and a half today that they can walk out of this place knowing more about you, more about your goodness. I ask you this in Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen, amen. amen. Luke 16.10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with very much. There's a key word in the first part, whoever can be trusted. We are talking about trust. This right here, does anybody know what this is? This is the circle of trust. The circle of trust. Yeah, a couple of you. I saw your heads nod. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down, Peter. I know what this movie is. I know what this movie is. Anybody want to blurt it out? Meet the parents. That's really close. Meet the Fockers. We might not be able to, but I'm going to say it a lot today. So if it offends you, I'm going to apologize right out of the gate because I've never been able to say it in church before. But the movie, Meet the Fockers. Everybody say, Meet the Fockers. So you got the Fokker mom, Dad the Fokker, okay? But the main character is Greg Fokker, okay? Greg Fokker is engaged to anyone? Amy, okay? Yes? Yes, Amy, all right? Greg and Amy are engaged. The whole premise of the whole movie 
is Greg Fokker with his engagement to Amy is taking Amy's parents to go see his parents. Hence, they are all going to meet the Fockers because it's Greg's parents. Now, Greg and Amy's dad have quite the connection because if you're a dad with a daughter that is dating someone, there's usually a wall and that wall has to be broken down. Well, Greg, being a Fokker, cannot break down the wall of soon-to-be father-in-law. So there's this constant, I wouldn't say battle, but this constant, this is the dad saying to Greg, I'm watching you, Fokker. I'm watching you. Because if you mess up, if you slip up, you are not worth my daughter's hand. Woo! He also goes on, there's some really awesome phrases in this movie that I have used, a lot of us have used. If you saw the movie, these phrases are legendary. And I speak of legendary because he uses this symbol. And he says, Greg, what's one of the most important things? And Greg's like, uh, uh, uh. He wants to have the answer because he wants to prove himself to his soon-to-be father-in-law. But Greg always falls up short. And he never seems to be able to break down that wall. But, but the father-in-law caused this, his circle of trust. And right now, Greg, you're not in this circle. You're outside the circle of trust, Greg. But what's most important is that we have a legacy to leave our children and leave our family. And our family legacies are in this circle of trust. And if you want to bring your circle of trust into my circle of trust, he says, I don't want any chinks in the chain. Because he doesn't want to bring two circles together, together and have a chink in the chain. Are you following me? So what we are going to talk about today is a little bit of relationships, a little bit of trust, and just see how in depth we can go with a topic that I'll say is touch and go. I really think trust is touch and go. It's your call. Because your circle is your call. We talk about your journey here a lot at Faith City, and it's your walk and your individual walk and how we are walking on a path. Some people are on our path. Some people are walking of every other where. Some of us get to the same top of the mountain at some point in times and the valleys at some point in times. But we're all on a journey and we're all working together. I say that because we all have different opinions. We all have different likes. We are very different people. There's not one person in this room, in this city, in the state of Michigan, or this world that believes the same way you do. Is that the truth? There's no one that believes the same way you do. So how do we get together with our differences and walk the same path? Or do we walk the same path or do we just head to the same goal? I like that a lot more. We're heading to the same goal, we're in the right direction, but we're totally different people with different journeys. Amen? Amen. Chinks in the chain. So, when we are trusting someone, building a relationship with someone, or vice versa, they are to us, we are actually trying to gain a relationship. 
in gaining relationship, there can be a fear of not being accepted by that person. And that's the fear that Greg has in this movie is that he will never be able to win over his soon-to-be father-in-law. And then after, well, if he was to marry Amy, future, if he was to marry Amy, he would always butt heads with his, soup, with his future father-in-law. But if he butts heads with his father-in-law, will he even be able to marry Amy? So this is, this is something Greg goes through that we all go through as we are working on building relationships with others because we are working on trusting them. I'm watching you. A lot of people are watching you. Watching your lifestyle, the circle of trust. It's important who we allow in our circle. So pastor has talked about the different levels of relationships. Remember the outside level is like the, uh, you're, they're an acquaintance of yours. You really don't know much detail about their life. You might know them by name. You recognize their face. You might pass them, you know, at, at work, uh, at certain points in time, pass them in mire. You know, you know them, but you really don't know them. They're an acquaintance. They're on the outside. I think pastor has four rings, four circles, I'll call them, to the relationship model that he used. It's the outside acquaintance, and then the inner, the next circle in would be the friends, uh, your friends that you allow to be friends, they know a little bit more detail in your life. You can call them up, text them up. They know you, you know them. Uh, I call this the friend zone because it can be a shady place. Um, and next, there are, I don't know what model he used, but I call them loved ones. Uh, there are those that you love that you would uh, drop anything and go help um, anything they need, you have, you would give to them. I mean, that we're getting to the third inner circle now. These are your loved ones that you care for and care for deeply. And then the inner, inner circle is this right here, and it's the ones that you trust. You trust them with the skeletons that are in your closet. So notice that the loved ones can be outside this circle of trust. Did you realize that you can love someone and not trust them? Friends, family members, you would do things for them because you love them, but you don't trust them. Or we're going to talk about trust levels today. They're in a level of trust that might be low on your level scale. Does that make sense? Just like relationship levels, there are different levels of trust. You can have relationships if there's not, I'm sorry, you can't have relationship if there's not a level of trust. I, I, I was puzzled with that because these are my notes. I wrote that down. And I'm like, hold on. I can love someone and not trust them. So how can I... How can I 
not have a relationship with someone? How can I have a relationship with someone and not trust them? Well, there's different levels of trust. Uh, Do I trust you to drive my car? There's a level. Uh, Would I trust you to walk my dog, to take care of my dog? There's a different level. Yeah, I'll trust you to watch my dog for an hour, but would I trust you to watch my dog for a week? There's another level of trust, a whole week. Kidding me? Right? Uh, Would I trust you to hold a briefcase with a million dollars in it in the middle of Times Square, and I'm going to go 30 minutes away into a store and then come back and meet you, and you'll still be there? There's a level of trust, right? Uh, Do I trust you to date my daughter? The answer is no. (laughs) So in these levels of trust, I like to number them zero to 10. And zero for me is a level because zero is a number. So we can give people a zero. Tough spot to be, but it's the truth because it's, Inside our utmost secrets, okay? Only certain people gain access to this inner circle, this inner circle of trust. Trust. In order to trust, you have to give some away. I hope to give, I have to give you access for me to trust you. And that access is called trust. That access can also leave you vulnerable and exposed. So in order for me to gain your trust, I have to give you some of my trust. In order for someone to gain my trust, I have to give them trust. Do we follow that? Building relationships. We think it starts with building. Are we building up relationships? Or do we have walls that are built that we are expecting other people in our relationships to have to climb? Are we closed off and we don't allow anyone to even enter the friend zone? We're like, no, I've been hurt too many times. You stay out there and I'll stay right here. I'll keep my two people in my circle and I'll keep the six people that I love and care about and you're not accepted. Some of us have been really hurt and that's not fair. But is it it not fair to you to open yourself for another person to trust and at the same time they trust you and you build a relationship out of that trust? I'm not telling you what's right or wrong today. I'm telling you that, you know, there's no guideline for this. These are different, different op- options, different attributes that we can have in our daily life. You get to choose because this is your journey. Follow me? Are we building up walls because we've been hurt so we keep our distance from others? Not saying that keeping distance in certain relationships is wrong because some people can be toxic. They can use people. 
Some people can be abusive. I'm not saying that you open your circles up to everyone because that is not the truth. And that is not what I'm saying today. I'm saying that we get to choose who we put in our circles, in our trust, in our friend zone, in our loved ones. We get to choose. There's an artist, um, his name is Nate. I listened to him. Uh, he's actually a rapper. I'm going to rap for you this morning. You got that beat? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, tough crowd. But uh, he, he's a rapper. Uh, he's, he's a Christian rapper. Uh, he doesn't like to be labeled that. But um, I really enjoy what he raps about and his thought process. And there's a part of a verse here that I'm going to read to you. And uh, I think it's, uh, it's about what we're talking about today. It's about trust and, and letting people in. Um, this whole song, he talks about his head being his house, and he calls it a mansion because it has so many rooms in it that he talks about the different rooms that are in his mansion, his thought process. Every room has stuff painted on the walls, painted on the carpet. He goes through his whole house, his whole mansion, explaining these different rooms, and here's one of his rooms. He says, I regret watching trust issues eat me alive. And at the rate I'm going, they'll probably still be there when I die. Congratulations, you'll always have a room in my mind. My mind is a home I'm trapped in. And it's lonely inside with all these rooms in my mansion. So this part of my house, no one's been in it for years. I built a safe room. And I don't let no one in there. Because if I do, there's a chance that they might disappear and not come back. And I admit, I am emotionally scared to let anyone inside. So I leave the doors locked. You might get other doors to open, but this door's not. Because I don't want you to have the opportunity to hurt me. And I'll be the only person that I can blame when you desert me. I'm barricaded inside, so stop watching. I'm not coming to the door, so stop knocking. I'm trapped here. God keeps saying I'm not locked in. I chose this. I am lost in my own conscience. Why don't you know? Why don't you know? Shutting the world out ain't solving the problems. But I didn't build this house because I thought it would solve them. I built it because I thought it was safer in there. But it's not. I'm not the only thing that's living in here. Fear came into my house years ago. I let him in. Maybe that's the problem because I've been dealing with this ever since. I thought that he would leave, but it's obvious he never did. He must have picked the room and got comfortable and settled in. Now I'm in the position, it's either sit here and let him win or put him back outside where he came from. But I never can. Because in order to do that, I'd have to unlock and open the doors. Is that me or the fear talking? I don't know anymore. We like to think if we keep people at a distance or don't let them into our safe room, into our circle of trust, 
that they will not be able to hurt us. But the truth is, we are not safe from hurt or rejection. A wall, the wall, it's a lie to let us think that we can control what other people will do or can do to us by staying in the safety room. Uh, There's a tough spot here, letting people in. There's a fine line, and it is your journey. It is your walk. We are taught here to love everyone, to, to even though uh, we don't agree, even though we might not accept, there's still a level of love that we can love on people, but we don't have to do their lifestyle. We don't have to uh, do their actions. Um, we don't have to let them into our circle of trust, but that doesn't mean that we can't love them. Right, Just because someone likes the Ohio State Buckeyes doesn't mean that I can't love that person. Right, We might not watch the Michigan-Ohio State game together in the same room, but that's not saying that we can't. But I would struggle slightly. If your favorite color is blue, you cannot be my friend. See, I mean, there are guidelines that we put on ourselves that limit other people's access to us, right? So accept with acceptance without agreement. We talked about this when I did relationships back in the series uh, around February during Valentine's Day. We did the way of love. And I was able to speak on relationships. And there's a key thought that I want to bring back. Walking together. You can, someone that you walk together with, your spouse, uh, a, a person of trust, a loved one, someone that is in your life, you are walking together. It is not based on total agreement, but on the decision to walk together. The, the longer I'm married to my beautiful wife, the more I love her. But that's not saying that I fall in and out of love. I have chose to love her. That's my choice. We choose to let people walk with us. We choose to love people, to trust people, to befriend people. It's your choice. There's no owner's manual on who you get to put in your circle. If we believe that building relationships, trust, and love isn't based on total agreement, but on the decision to walk together, then other people having different opinions of us should not come at a surprise. So why are sometimes we surprised when one of our friends in our friend zone, our loved ones, or our inner circle of trust automatically say something that we disagree with and now we're surprised that they have a different opinion than us. I'm sorry, what? You like Trump? I'm sorry, what? You voted for Biden? Why are we surprised that some people on some of our inner circles have different thoughts, attitudes, opinions? We should not be surprised. 
Because as we stated in the beginning, there's no person in this world that has the same values, ideas, and thoughts and opinions that you do. So when we come across someone that has a different opinion, do we automatically throw the wall up and say, oh, now you got to scale over that wall again to build this relationship back? Granted, they have not hurt us, okay? We have not been hurt, but maybe our thoughts have been hurt because this is how I believe, this is how I've always believed, and now you just threw a brick through my window. Because you believe that way, now we can't have a conversation about it. Why not? Have a conversation. Have a conversation without raising your voice and turning it into an argument. Because we have to understand they are in a different place than you are. Their journey is different than your journey. Yes? Speaking of 12 people that had different journeys that came together, how about the disciples? Let's get to the Bible a little bit. The disciples, they're all different. It was not their likeness that brought them together. One area that they were the same was, hear me out, they were all losers. They lost before they even started. Okay, follow me on this. They were flawed before they were chosen by Jesus. Peter, what do you mean they were flawed? These are the 12 disciples. Like they walked pure lives. They did all, no, no, no. They were all flawed. Jesus chose kids who were teenagers. All the disciples were teenagers, except for Peter. He was 19 because he had to pay taxes. Anybody else that was under the age of 18 didn't have to pay tax. So they were all under 18. Jesus and Peter had to pay tax. Everybody else was a teenager. He chose teenagers that when they were little kids growing up in a Jewish home, they went to synagogue, they went to temple, they learned the scriptures, they memorized the verses, and then when they came of age, is it 12, 13? They underwent a test that was put on by the priest. The priest tested them. If they were chosen, then they stayed in the synagogue and they became a priest. If they were not chosen, they went back home as losers because they weren't chosen and they had to learn the craft that their father had. So all these kids were rejected by the church early in their life, had to go home, do manual labor of some point in time. That didn't make sense. Manual labor of some sort, right? Or learn their father's craft. And then they grew up underneath their father, apprenticeship, until they took on their own business as young men, right? That's why Peter, uh, Andrew, they were in the boat. They were fishing when Jesus came to them because their father was a fisherman. So they were learning their father's craft. So they were all different. Jesus chose people that were all different. And what did he do? He trusted them and he put them in his circle, and said, I'm going to teach you everything I can about myself. In the next few years, you're going to learn everything I can give you. And it's going to come from me. He trusted them with his secrets. He told, which Jesus didn't have many. The skeletons in the closet like we have, he didn't have many. 
but he was still an open book to them so that they could learn his life. And what did they do? They changed the world. After he passed, they changed the world. They spread the gospel. They took it to continent to continent to get it where it is today. Group of guys having not much in common or agreeing on everything, but chose to walk together, chose to walk together to change the world. Trust, there is no right or wrong here. This is a topic that does not have a workbook, something to follow. You, sometimes we want to look back and say, oh, it's ABC. Jesus, what's the answer? ABC. Well, let him guide you, but it's your choice. It's your journey, right? We can ask him for direction. Amen? Proverbs 3, five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Uh, I wasn't troubled as a young kid, but whenever I read this or was told this verse as a young kid, I used this verse every chance I got. Um, I leaned on Jesus trying to get him to give me a green light. Let's say I came to a crossroad. Hey, do I take this job or this job? Uh, Jesus, which one do I take? I'm not saying he can't give you an audible voice or he can't tell you, uh, show you, uh, respond to you, give you peace in one direction or the other. Sometimes as a young kid, I didn't understand it. And I seriously wanted a voice from heaven or the bush to burn so that I could be like, oh, it's obvious I'm going in this direction. Right? So utterly it's our choice. But use this verse to lean on him because sometimes our own, our own understanding, just like the yardstick two weeks ago, our knowledge on that yardstick only goes so far. Sometimes what we're asking or needing is outside of our knowledge. It's on the other side of that yardstick. We might not have it. Lean on him for what you don't understand. And sometimes don't learn or lean on what you know because how many times have have we gone through life and something pops up and you're like, wow, I thought that was this way my whole life and now that just got shattered. So I thought that way for the last five years and now I'm realizing it's not that way. Now I'm unlearning what I've learned. Following me? To recap, circle of trust. It's important who we pick. It's important who's in there. It's important that sometimes we've let people in and we actually need to maybe renegotiate our friendship, our love, our trust level with those people that they might be a little toxic and they might not deserve to know or stand in your circle of trust. Right? But at the same time, we need to view our own lives and Hey, do I automatically walk around with a wall up? Do I automatically walk around making other people climb the wall to get to me? Is that the perception that I'm laying out to others? And, and for some people, it's too much work. 
to throw a ladder up and climb your wall. Maybe your wall's too high. And I'm sure your wall is up for a reason. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying it's your choice. It's your journey. Let's step back and take a look at where we are in our journey and who we've let in. Maybe it's time to get rid of some of those toxic people. Maybe it's time to realize that that person that's trying to build a relationship or a friendship with you has been trying to climb your wall for the last eight months and you've been constantly shutting them out. And maybe you need to give them a chance. Stick them in the friend zone for a while and see how they do. Right? I'm not saying throw them right into the, to the closet of secrets. Right? Let's step back and look. Remember, this was my biggest nugget for myself. Walking together is not based on total agreement, but on this decision to walk together. My wife and I don't agree on some things. But we do agree on other things. I enjoy movies and she doesn't. So guess what? I watch movies and she don't. That's not saying I can't like feed her a few lines and she'd be like, what's that from? I'm like, man, you should really watch this one, babe. It's good. And she watches it and then she critiques me and my thought process and my ideas and says, no, that movie wasn't that good. No, it's good. I do want to thank you for coming out to Faith City. I really hope uh, what I had to say about our circle of trust and meeting the Fockers today, I hope it hit home. I hope there was uh, something the Lord pricked and put inside your heart on the circle of trust and who we do allow in there with the friend zone and the loved ones. Uh, One of the nuggets that I took out of this was that I don't have to... uh, uh, love people I don't I, I, I can love everyone but I don't have to trust them right um, I, I'm standoffish sometimes when it comes to my four daughters going to anyone's house for a play party I'm like who are these people and just like just like Greg's soon to be father-in-law I mean he had an FBI friend that Ran, ran Greg's whole background history, right? Secretly undercover. He ran his whole background history on Greg so that he could see, has he ever been in jail? I mean, he's about to marry his daughter. You know what I'm saying? So he took it to an astronomical place. But when we're thinking about letting people in, I, I my... <laughs> I don't think this inner circle should consist of 12 people. It's probably too big of a number. Maybe you're a little sanguine, a little outgoing, and you need to pull them reins back and reserve a little bit. But it's your journey. Amen. We're all walking it together. We're all going after the same goal, but we're not on the same road. That's why we can love everybody. Amen. Thank you so much. Would you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for this time that we are able to get together, learn something about ourselves. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us that one nugget that you can put in our heart and uh, help us realize maybe something we need to change. 
Maybe there's something uh, that, that can help us grow, grow better as a person, grow better as a dad, grow better as a mom, as a friend, as a loved one, as someone who trusts us, not just that we trust someone else, but maybe someone's trust us and we've let that ball down. Well, maybe we can pick it back up and, and gain their trust, gain their friendship and gain their love. I thank you for loving us first and showing us how to love, that we can leave this place and love everyone. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.